Welcome to the Rooted Deep Podcast. I am your co-host, Mr. Carl Bourne Jr. And I am your co-host, Paula Chang. We're really excited that you joined us here for fresh new content each and every week where we get to share not only the stuff that we're learning, but we also get to help you learn new things. Each and every week we pick a book and we talk about some topics from that book and talk about how not only it's helped us enhance our lives, but how it could also help you enhance your life so that you get to be the person you're meant to be and reach your potential. We hope that you are able to receive not only what you wanted to get from this, but we also get to help somebody else's life change. So give this like, share, subscribe, share it out to your friends. Just help everybody know that they too can enhance their lives. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? Uh, we're back at it with the podcast. Um, as always, I am your co-host, Paula Chang, and we are finally, finally, after a long, long hiatus, joined with the one and only Carl Born Jr., who, by the way, just celebrated his birthday. <laughs> Shout out to the boy. Appreciate uh, that, man. Appreciate that. Has it really been that? Yeah, it has. I haven't been on in maybe like two, three episodes, huh? Three episodes. It's been Paul's great. been Paul's been holding it down though, guys. Shout out to Paul because he's been he's been holding it down for sure. And, you know, as many of you guys know, he was going through his exams, and PT school is no joke. So not at all. I'm sure that he got that down, but you know, we'll still keep this content coming for it all, for a lot of y'all. Um, you know, some of you have reached out and have mentioned just how things are hitting for you guys. So we really appreciate it. And that's why we do it. We don't do it for our own accolades or for our own, you know, enjoyment. We do it because there's just stuff that we're reading, stuff that we're ingesting that we feel like, you know what, is going to be useful to a lot of you guys. So that's why, that's why we're, that's why we're doing this podcast, y'all. Um, so I was just telling Carl before we hit record that there was something I wanted to get off my chest. And um, so basically what I'm going to do, I'm going to share a scenario with y'all. And Carl, I just want you to tell me essentially if I was in the wrong for doing what I did. Okay. Okay. You know, as many of y'all know, I've been on the vegan thing uh, this year. And um, as part of it, I've really been trying to explore different avenues, different, um, different ways to practice veganism. And, you know, I heard that Burger King finally came out with the impossible slightly to eat burger wait 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 hold on i don't mean to cut you off but i just want to make sure i heard you correctly burger king burger king okay continue uh, the impossible burger so a vegan plant-based uh burger um and you know i ain't gonna lie it's a little tough to eat but that's that's besides me i'm a beyond meat kind of guy um but anyway so i'll go you know I've, I've been going to burger king uh for a little bit now right you know usually the days when i'm working and i, I forgot to pack a lunch or i just didn't I'll just pop over to Burger King. I'll grab something to eat. And it's always going to be the Impossible Burger, right? So I've gone there a couple of times to where I think I'm like one of two people who even orders this meal, right? I am one of two people in this entire establishment who even gets the number three meal. And so per usual, I came up, uh, this was, this was, this was Thursday, I think. I came in Thursday and I was just like, you know, hey, and I saw I was a new worker right at the front it was new uh-huh. at the front and you know in burger king they've got the the displays really big so it's not like you have to strain to see what you're ordering everything is there right in front of your eyes right 
I walk up and, you know, this guy behind the counter, well, the new person is behind the counter and one of the other people was behind them. All right, as soon as I walk in, he starts joking. Oh, he wants a number three with the extra large fries and the, the, the Fanta with no ice. I'm like, my man knows why I'm here. He gets it. But I can see this is a teaching moment. <laughs> That's working, right? So I come in, I'm like, you know, I play a line. I ordered the thing. <clears throat> so I come, I do the usual. I said, let me get the number three meal. All right, number three says impossible whopper. Let me get the number three meal with the extra large fries on the side. Let me get the Fanta with no ice. First, this, so this is why I want to know if I'm wrong for doing what I did. So I said, yo, on the on the burger, I just want only lettuce, only onions, and then put some barbecue sauce on that, right? Okay. So she start off by telling me, it doesn't come with barbecue sauce. Now I'm thinking, but I just said add barbecue. Add barbecue sauce, right? I'm aware it doesn't come. This is not my first time at the rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, I said only put lettuce, only put onions. That's it. I don't want anything else on the burger except for onions and lettuce. That's it. Carl, tell me when I got the food. I'm looking at the receipt, and something seems a little off. I said. What's going on? Because I see tomatoes, I see mayo, I see mustard. Like, why does the receipt say what I didn't say? And I said it in front of you. After I finished my order, she wants to tell me, you do know that's the impossible Whopper meal, right? And I'm thinking, but man, I literally just ordered it. I think I know what I'm ordering. And I said it to you. And the person behind you repeated my order before I repeated it. So you had had two people tell you what I was getting me your coworker, and then you repeated everything I said mm-hmm. so I'm at this point so I'm getting upset but I'm like whatever I don't I don't have energy for this I'm like it's a good day Carl like I get the food I leave I go back to work I open it and I see there's tomatoes I see there's mayo I see there's mustard so I'm looking at it for a while right I'm debating do I go back do I just let it slide and wipe it off but something inside me said principle it's all about the principle so i pull up i pull up and i said yo look i'd like to talk to the person that took my order so the person comes up and she's giving me some attitude right so now i'm thinking like first of all customer service right no matter how wrong the customer may seem to you you're (laughs) supposed to treat them as if they're not customer service giving me attitude why you back you just took your order i'm like excuse me what i ordered is not what you gave me. She's like, well, let me see the receipt. The receipt said all the wrong things. She's like, well, the receipt says what you ordered. I'm like, no, it's not. So the other person comes back and says, well, no, that's not what you usually get. So now she wants to start arguing with me and her coworker. So this is where I really want to know if I was wrong. Was it wrong of me to demand that they gave me a new mail plus allow me to keep the old one that they messed up for free? So first off, bro, you, I, I felt like you were already in the wrong from the beginning because you went to Burger King. Um, but listen, I just, I have bad history with them, man. They gave me food poisoning in high school and it was the worst. And I never, I never eat there anymore, bro. So I just have a, I just have a, when you say Burger King, I just cringe. So I'm a, I'm already a little biased. I messed up. Um, yeah, bro. But it's okay. I think that it's it's not a bad thing that you wanted them to redo it. But 
but like I, I went back with the intent of saying like it's not even about the food anymore it's about the principle right like which is which is true i all right now I, I will say this i did come in a little hostile i ain't gonna lie i came in a little hostile so you're wrong for that right? i will tell you you're wrong for that because i was fed up right because the, the person gave me hostility first right look god is still working on me the person gave <laughs> me hostility first I'm just trying to figure out like what's going on with what's going on with like the service because it's like yo like what's popping in these streets man I just don't understand Burger King needs to do better that's all I'm gonna say that that's just that's what it is bro Burger King just needs to do better in general I wouldn't eat there but you know what do you man right, whatever man. makes okay. you happy bro stop, man. I'm going back to that whole quinoa beans and kale diet <laughs> I can't do it to myself I just had to get that off my chest because I was just upset. I understand. I understand. Fool in there that I remembered that my mother didn't raise no hoodlum, no uh, ruckus causer. I don't know what to even call it. Um, (laughs) I I know what you're trying to say, bro, and it's all good, man. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Anyway. Um, Anyway, listen, let's just catch in the streets. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> in the streets we're just gonna have a good conversation about christ loving and customer service because customer service is what lands you and i think you know what let me say this really quickly because i know a lot of us that listen to this podcast usually work and we have to deal with people right the issue isn't dealing with people the issue becomes like when you stop remembering that because it's not your dime right that's being put up against succeeding because it's somebody else's dime right? Because whether or not you give people good customer service or not, you're getting paid. But I feel like a lot of people need to, and maybe this is where my standards come into play. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just have too high of standards. But I'm trying to understand it's like, yo, even though you don't own the joint, you're being paid to give your best. You're not on the clock to give me half energy. You're not on the clock to give me half service. You're on the clock to give me 100%. I don't care what else you got going on. But between the hours of whenever you clocked in and whenever you clock out, I'm expecting a 1,000% service. But maybe that's just me. I I can see you you feel very strong about this, bro, because you're still still going on about it, man. So so I I can see you're upset. Um, Rightfully so. Rightfully so, man. You know... uh, I appreciate good customer service, so I definitely understand, but it's all good. We'll move forward. Hopefully your next experience is a better experience. Let's you know what? That actually goes perfectly into the first portion of what our podcast is about to be. Right? It's called extra sacrifice. Let's just go right into it. Wow. Go go ahead. Look. Go first off, bro. All, first of all, once again, shout out to John, however you say his last name, Sephora, Sephora, for writing The Wealthy Gardener. I was reading this joint, and man, I, I didn't plan that at all. I did not plan that at all. I just felt like I needed to share something as soon as we started recording. But look, John, John writes about extra sacrifice now we're going to talk about mental preparation and extra sacrifice but for extra sacrifice um he writes about or let's start off with saying people expect maximum results from minimal effort i think you might have to say that one more time 
people expect maximum results from minimal efforts. Wow. Right. That's major what you just said right there. It's like, because I did the bare minimum, let me, let me, let me put it this way. I'm, I'm applying into physical therapy school right now. Carl's in PT school I'm doing, right? So for all the schools I'm looking at on PT cast, which is the service that costs way too much for us to be able to apply into the schools where we'll probably pay them more money, but that's for a different time. They have a minimum GPA requirement, which for most of them is 2.0, right? So most of these schools say, because if you get just a 2.0, you will be considered for application. You'll be considered for an interview, right? So, and I feel like a lot of people see that and say, okay, well, I'm good to go, right? I will get into school because I hit a 2.0 average. And I think that's where a lot of us make mistakes, right? Maximum results, getting into PT school for minimal effort, getting a 2.0. Because I think a lot of people don't even take into consideration that they're competing against more than just themselves. They're competing against other people who are coming in with 3.0s, 3.5s. Some are doing 4.0s, 300 hours of observation hours. They're doing, you know, they've been volunteering at mom and pop shops since they were two years old and they've been out there just getting after people are coming with accolades after accolades and for you to pull up and say I hit the bare minimum let me in that's a lot of trash that's a lot of nonsense you know it it's pretty interesting when you really think about it because I believe that is just kind of like the way society has become accustomed to to running in general you know like we we're very content nowadays with just doing what is required of us you know in order to get by instead of going above and beyond and as cliche and as corny as it is you know that saying that used to talk about the fact that an extraordinary the difference between that and ordinary is just the extra Mm. you know it's you doing more but it's factual because you always have to be willing to do more in order to get more. If you want to get something that you've never had, if you want to do something that you've never done, that means you're going to have to do more than what you're accustomed to doing, you know? Exactly. And like, I thought this chapter I thought this chapter was pretty unique in that because I think a lot of people don't really stop to think about the fact that what is keeping them from the goals they have, what's keeping them from these milestones they want to accomplish. It's not circumstance. It's not all these other things that they want to make excuses for, you know, a lot of times it comes down to the fact that they're not willing to sacrifice what they need to sacrifice in order to get to where they want to get to. Right. And that's myself included. You know, my hands are not clean, mm-hmm. but I am absolutely in tune with myself to the point where I can self-assess and say, okay, you're BSing right now. You're not doing everything that you could be doing 
you're not maximizing right now. You're not maxing out. You know, you're just trying to get by. And I know even in the in the book, like when uh, John started talking about the extra sacrifice, mm. that the one thing that stuck out to me was the quote, and it was saying, the garden with the purpose is free from weeds. So if you want to thrive, find your purpose and follow it until the very end of your life. And then it said, sacrifice is something one gives up for the sake of a better cause. And, and when you merge those two things together, Paul, it's interesting because for, for those of you listening that have been following the podcast from the beginning, uh, you'll remember that the first book we did was Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Oh, yeah. And me and Paul did an episode where we addressed the fact that when it comes to your ego and you look at passion versus purpose, you understand that passion is something that is, it's more selfish. It's more self-centered. It's more, what do I want? Versus purpose is something that it's bigger than self. You know, purpose, purpose does not exist without sacrifice. True. And that goes right back to what the book, the current book was saying, Wealthy Gardener, about sacrifice and it being for the sake of a better cause. Because purpose is a better cause. It's something that's bigger than you. And so, like, even when you were talking about uh, PT school and with you applying right now and, and trying to get into PT school and how people you know, are just okay with having the minimum scores and don't realize you're competing with thousands of other applicants that want the same spot that you want. You have to really put things into perspective because I have seen people waste a lot of their life. I've seen them waste talent. I've seen them waste natural God-given gifts all because they were lazy. You know, they were not willing to sacrifice. They didn't want to go the extra mile. And I know myself included, I've been there, you know? So again, guys, like, I don't want you guys to think this is, we're, we're never just talking directly to you guys, you know, because me and Paul are not perfect either. And the saying is true. When you point a finger, you got, what, four pointing back right at you? So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're definitely not pointing fingers, but I just kind of want to point that out that you need to be asking yourself on a daily, and if not daily basis, I would say weekly basis, what more do I need to sacrifice to get to whatever goal it is that I'm trying to get to? Yo, and that, that, you know, that right there, that self-reflection, that understanding of like what's holding you back, you don't even know it, right? What do we always say if you're on this podcast? You know, in order to what, you must first what, right? You must first know yourself. Yep. Then you can change the world. And like, I think even when like, you know, from the financial aspect, right? There's something, there's something that your boy's really learning right here from the financial aspect. I <sighs> 
I remember coming out of high school, like coming out of high school, the rage was to move away from home, to go live life independently, this, this, and that. And I, you know, I, I tell you what, if there was something I could have done in my life, now I understand, you know, we all got to grow up, we all got to do this. But if there's something I could have, I would have not have done, is I would not have moved away from home as early as I did. Because doing that knocked me off the financial trajectory that I could have been on, right? Because of ego. Mm-hmm. I want to be in charge of who? Me. I want to do what? Me. I want to live life on whose terms? My terms. Well, guess what? Living life on my terms came at a cost. Doing stuff when I wanted to do it came with, 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 with a cost. I had to pay for it, right? And when it comes even to your finances, I, in the book, he talks about like how if one of the people in there had so much extra time, right? And he tells them, yo, if you had just stayed at home with your parents, you could have saved so much of your money. You could have taken that and then catapulted yourself. Right. And this is the point I will drive home to every single person that asks me the perfect time for you to set up your life as a millionaire is when you're 18 or 19 or 16, I think, or 17. Right. I think that's a perfect, perfect time because that's when you really start working. And that's when you can learn how to really build those habits. That's when you can learn how to really establish those boundaries that are needed. Right. A lot of us like, bro. Way too many of us live check to check when we don't need to because we got that impulse, right? We don't have control over us. So we don't have discipline. We got impulse. So you can get paid. Oh, I want to get this. Or, or somebody thinks about, and think about it. Things that we want tend to like randomly suddenly become available right around payday. Have you ever noticed that? That's, that's accurate. That's very accurate. Something... Bro, always <laughs> wanted. Suddenly, it's like, and you know what? It seems more and more realistically realistic the closer it gets to payday, and then comes payday, and you got to think like, well, now I got this, 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 and that, and you build yourself up, and you get you get a phone bill, you get a internet bill, you get a car note, you get car insurance, you get all this insurance, you get all these things, you start buying tickets, bro. You start getting a Netflix subscription, you start doing a Hulu subscription, you do a Spotify, Apple Music. You get a freaking all these subscriptions, right? And suddenly you find yourself on payday thinking about, well, I got it now, but in two hours, it's all gone to bills. Now you're not even growing because you're not putting an extra sacrifice because service to self becomes much larger than service to who you're meant to be, service to your purpose because you want your stuff now. And this could come with delayed gratification, but I think that when it comes to just looking at it like extra sacrifice means maybe not going out to eat every weekend, maybe not stepping out to the club every Thursday or Friday, maybe not doing this, maybe just taking some, you know, this is the thing I've been talk, talking to a lot of people about. Um, and Joseph and Casey just talked about it in, uh, you know, the, the group where folk don't realize the power. And this is stuff that I didn't know. This is stuff that we didn't know. Folk don't realize the power of investing financially in yourself as a student. Starting an individual retirement account. Yeah. Now. Absolutely. Because right? he said, where did I read this? I think I was reading it on ClickFunnels. They, they ran an ad in front of my face. And I read it where it said, we're born as eagles, but we're trained to think like we're chicken. Right? Wow. And so the That's issue powerful. becomes, we can do so much with our financial aspect, but because we're not taught, 
different things. We're taught to live in poverty. We're taught to think a certain way. We're taught to think that the nine to five is the way to go. We're taught to think that making 120,000 is the, the, the epitome of life. We're taught to think that, bro, if I can just break six figures, I'm really going to make it. We're taught to think that if I can get a high enough credit score so I can borrow money that I do not have, we're taught to think that you need to save, 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 but all that saving money is sitting in a in a savings account that has a 0% interest. And so basically you're just throwing money away because in the 10 years, is that money going to be worth anything? We're taught all these things and we're not taught how to step it up. This is where people like Zane come into play, right? Hey, shout out to Zane. Out to I actually Zane. had a, I actually had brunch with him yesterday for my birthday. Exactly. Again, shout out to the boy for <laughs> his birthday. But this is what people like, because they're, they're, they're going out of their way to teach people like us the financial secrets, the things that can set us apart. Right. Right. We're not growing up in that industrial age where you get up, you go get a, you go to college and you get a job in the industry. And that's that. We don't live in a time where you could work the whole summer and somehow make tuition for the whole year. That's that's not the world we live in. Right. But we're, but we're still moving like that's the world we live in because the people that are teaching us grew up in that world. And sometimes I think it's tough. Sometimes I think it's tough because we have to suddenly start thinking maybe at what point do we begin knowing best? At what point do we, in our age range, begin to know what's best for us? At what point do we stop and think, yo, all these things that are just distractions, and that's all they are, distractions. GT always says it, right? Right? That um, paying for something essentially is an exchange for value, right? So what are you trading your money for? What kind of value are you getting from it? Are you getting value that's going to build you up? Or are you getting like just, you know, present I don't know what to call it. Present, just happiness, right? You're getting, you're getting happiness in the now. Thinking about that too, you know, it, it, it reminds me as well in, in the book, kind of, and, and I don't think a lot of people have ever really like sat and thought about this. I, I think for me, it was an eye opener. But uh, in the book, John had addressed basically the difference between sacrificing your hours and sacrificing your dreams Mm -hmm. and the difference between the two of them was like one was going to lead you to an extraordinary life again what, what i talked about before extra you know above average and the other one's going to give you an average life so again ordinary and when you really think about it to get an extraordinary life you have to be willing to sacrifice your hours because what, because what does that mean? That means if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, you know, if, if you're a real estate agent, you know, on the side of whatever you do, or if you have a fitness business on the side of your nine to five, or, you know, whatever the case may be, you might even be a, a student or, you know, teacher that's working to get another certification, you know, or something to add to your resume. Right. And when you think about what that entails, that's going to mean what? You have to worry about more studying or you have to worry about setting aside time outside of your class schedule, outside of your work schedule for you to be able to devote time 
and and you know this mm-hmm. you you know this firsthand you have to put time aside to be able to work on your dream so again here we are where this is sacrificing yes. your hours so what does it look like when you've had a long day of work and you come home and you say you know what i'm going to at least give an hour to studying for my GRE for the pre-PT students that are trying to get into PT school, you know, or I'm going to spend an hour writing out this business plan for the person who's been wanting to start a business for months, maybe even years, you know, or I'm going to dedicate two hours to writing down the logistics of my business the people I need to follow up with, the things I need to do to, to, to make things happen. What would that look like for you as opposed to coming home and just saying, uh, you know, like, I'll get to it when I get to it. That's being, that's being ordinary. That's average thinking right there. Average thinking right there. And what we want you to do is to elevate your mindset and elevate the way you think because your thoughts are extremely powerful in helping you achieve your goals and and make things happen. And when you sit there and you actually contemplate that difference between sacrificing your hours and sacrificing your dreams or having an extraordinary life versus an ordinary life, it all makes sense when you realize sacrificing your dreams means you're living an ordinary life because you decided to settle because you weren't willing to sacrifice your hours instead. And it's crazy how everything always comes full circle whenever we talk, bro. Because I just talked about elevating our thinking. And the last thing that we were going to discuss was what? Mental practices. (laughs) Mental practices. So let's, let's just go ahead and hop right into that, man. It's a mental practices. So let me, let me ask you. So, Speaking for myself, okay, let, let me tell you some things that I've done before in the past that I have found to be successful for myself, and then I'm going to ask you some things about this. So just so you guys know, mental practice, this is one of the probably most underrated things when it comes to trying to be wealthy, when it comes to trying to reach success, because your mental state is everything. Think about that job interview that you had where you felt confident, where your mental state, you were sharp and you were able to get the job or the interview for school, you know, or that, that girl that you saw and you were like, yo, she, she, she's fine. I would like to, you know, get to know her. And you, and you had that confidence you know, you approached her with a with a state of confidence and clarity, you know, or, or 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 ladies. Well, women don't really shoot their shot, but for 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 my brave women out there, <laughs> you know, the same thing. And with mental practices, for me personally, one of the things that I used to do, and I actually brought it back a few weeks ago when I was in the midst of my finals is I would get up every morning and I would write down 10 things that I'm grateful for and I would write down why. Mm. And at the end of each thing, I would, re, I would say thank you 
three times. And for me, it helped just kind of start my day off with gratitude and being thankful. And when I started my day off like that, it set the rest of my day up to be a successful one. Mm-hmm. You know, my day was filled with positivity. And I also think, you know, those little apps that they have, like my, I think it's mindful, the mindful app, yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. But they have so many different ones. There's that one, there's calm, there's so many different meditation apps. But I think that that's also a very critical part of trying to be successful because by allowing yourself to be in a complete state of clarity and peace, I feel like it allows you to vibrate on a higher level mm-hmm. because you're in tune with yourself. You know, you're in tune with, with your feelings and, 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 and your thoughts and you're able to look at the world through a different lens. Now, in terms of mental practices, what are, what are some things that you have done and what have you found for you has been successful and what has been unsuccessful? And with the practices that you're doing now, what would you tweak if you could? Well, let me start off by saying I tried something in the summer and then I've added to it. Um, and actually, there's something I've started doing. When did I start? Tuesday of last week. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Um, so let me start by thing. So I remember I listened to this other podcast and in it, this one gentleman had mentioned that he'd gone in to do a pitch at a big Fortune 500 company. And long story short, he found out about thinking time, like specific time set aside for thinking to make decisions, right? And so basically this person's uh, process was he would set aside Thursday morning or like he'd set, you know, he'd schedule some time, but like sometimes it was Thursday morning from like 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. or something like that was his thinking time. Time he set aside to wake up in clarity and just think and make decisions about certain parts of his life. So I started doing that, right? So right now for me, Fridays from 7.15 to 8.15, you may notice I never text you during those hours. From 7.15 to 8.15, it's right after my girlfriend's gone to work, where um, on Fridays, I just like for an hour, I put my computer away, put my phone away, and I go sit outside with my cup of tea, and I literally just stare, and I think, right? Um, Or I'll go for a walk, and I'll think. Or I'll just essentially anything that involves not being bombarded. Because I know, and for me, money, y'all don't know, but I'm trying this entrepreneurial thing. And um, boy, I can tell you, having thinking time is the most crucial thing that's been because throughout the week, I'm so bombarded with decision after decision where I've got to just, you know, it's not even decision fatigue, but I'm just like making gut decisions and I don't actually have time to think big picture so that's you know I have that going but something I decided to start this past Tuesday is going to PT school I'm like man I think a lot of us look at PT as like school right we know we want to be in the career but we look at it as school like I got to go to school and at some point that's what it becomes about it becomes about school doesn't come it doesn't become about the actual practice of what you want to do later on and so something I've started to do, like, where I'll just take, like, five to ten minutes in the morning, and I'll try to visualize myself treating. I'll try to visualize myself running my own show. Like, I'm not not with a clinical instructor, not in school. No, like, this is me in three years doing this. And 
all decisions rest with me. All options come through me. I have to be, I am the person's provider. And so I try to like visualize this. And I think to myself, well, that's where you're going, right? That's, that's where you're going. And I have to remind myself, like, you know, I was just talking to my girlfriend about this before I got on the call, but I was telling her like, yo, I'm going to get straight A's this semester. And I think part of it comes from what we talked about, you know, before just getting a new computer. But the other part is, I think last semester I got so stressed with things that I was just like, you did, maybe I'm not built for this, right? What's going differently this semester is like, I know that I have no choice but to succeed. But what's now is I just did something I thought was impossible yesterday. I just completed building out a website that was like, somebody said, well, you can't do this. And like maybe one or two people can do, well, I did it, right? Just started the business this summer and it's like, okay, well, that happened, right? I remember one specific person was like, yo, you can't be a PT owner before PT school. I said, all right, well, we've done it. So the end goal has been almost in a sense, the end goal has been accomplished already. So all I know I got to do is get there. So I have to now completely visualize like I'm there already. There's just certain things I got to do. And so now for me, I'm mentally learning how to block out my day. Um, even with the even with the passion planner that I use, it breaks out into 30 minute increments. But I'm starting to like kind of looking at it like, you know, because I'm doing I've been learning insurance all week. So I'm trying to learn it like blocking out 15 minutes for every unit. Right. So I look at my day like over the next 15 minutes, what do I have to do? Right. What can I what do I need to do in the next 15 minutes? And part of me, you know, even kind of going back into that extra sacrifice, right? Because I'm building out that mental um, practice of saying, I'm going to be there one day. It's just a matter of getting there. Now it stopped being, will I get there? It's just when, like when I get there. I like that. I like that a lot. And there's, I'm a big quotes person. I love me. I'm a sucker for a good quote. I really am. And one of the quotes that I I love so much is from uh, the late, great Muhammad Ali. Rest in peace. And Muhammad, uh, just just a fun fact. uh Uh-huh. Man's house is down the street. Muhammad Ali's? Just a fun fact. Oh, okay. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Muhammad Ali. But the quote, basically, he said, I'm the greatest and... I knew it before I said I was, mm-hmm. you know, and for me, when I, when I hear that quote, it's just powerful on, on so many levels because you really have to, like you said, envision that you're there before you get there, mm-hmm. you know, and for Muhammad Ali to to sit there and say, you know, I'm the greatest and I said it before because, you know, he like, like, like he knew for me, I'm just like that. There's a bit of arrogance on that. That even arrogance. That's just confidence. Like, let's, let's not get it twisted, but, but exactly what you just said, that, that confidence. Some people aren't mature enough to see it as confidence. Some people just don't have the emotional security to not confuse the two but anyway that's not for now just go ahead (laughs) no no actually i i want to i want to talk about that because (laughs) all right let's talk about it so so i'm the greatest 
I said that before I even knew I was. Yeah. I had someone a few weeks ago, and I think this was right before I started. Uh, matter of fact, it's probably been like a little over a month now. Mm-hmm. And this person told me, they were like, oh, get ready for trimester two. Um, or guys, for those of you who don't know what I'm referring to, my second term of PT school. And they told me, you know, get ready. It's going to be difficult. And my response was, I know it'll be difficult, but I'm built for it. And the person took what I said as, as me being arrogant. And it was like, oh, don't, don't, don't get too cocky now. Mm-hmm. And I think that ties in with what you said, because <laughs> in order for you to know where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. you have to be at that same level of thinking. Right. And I don't, I don't blame that person. I don't fault them at all. Mm-hmm. But why is it that anytime you show confidence, society likes to look down on you, look down on that as cockiness? Bro. Why, why can't that just be confidence? Why do I have to be cocky? You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. There's so much I want to say, and I want not say it all. Let me give you probably one of the oldest examples of this. All right. Go for it. Go for it. Let's talk about King David for a sec, because I've been going into the devotion. Okay. Uh, So let's talk about King David. Mm -hmm. The weakest, the youngest, the least qualified. Mm, There's some news I got to give you after we finish recording this. The least qualified. And when he came to fight Goliath, right, he pulled up and all, all people saw was, Yo, who is this uncircumcised, uncircumcised Philistine who, who defies my God? That's what he said. Right. So all people saw was, yo, wait, 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 whose man is this? <laughs> Where is he coming from? Like, yo, whose man is this? Matter of fact, yo, isn't that y'all little brother? But he was the only one willing to stand up and say, yo, I got this. What makes matters worse is the king said here, because the king, right? The Bible says that the king King Saul was a foot taller than everybody else. So every time somebody, everybody turned around, they said, yo, where's the king? He's the leader. Matter of fact, Goliath said, bring me your biggest, strongest warrior. And they all looked to King Saul because he was the tallest. So the king put his armor, his protection, what he considers appropriate for the situation that he himself could not even get the courage to go into. He put that on David. He said, yo, you go in there, you're going to need this. Peep this. He said, you're going there, you're going to need this. Here's my, here's what I think is appropriate for that situation, right? They never saw David fighting the lion. My man had killed a lion. Like how many people do you think had done that? But they didn't see that, right? All they're seeing is this. And I think society tends to do this where it's like they put their limitations on you because they can't do it. So if they can't do it, because you know, in everybody's mind, they are the greatest, right? So people take this in, all right? So people, people take this in. Remember what I said? People aren't mature enough to see the difference between the two. People take this in in arrogance. They don't take it in in confidence. They take it in in arrogance and say, I am the greatest. So if I can't do it, surely you can't either. Wow. And I think, yo, that, bro, whew, that pisses me off so much because I'm getting fired up, y'all. I apologize. We're going to need some insurance for this. But (laughs) (laughs) I hope we have full coverage from what I'm about to say. But I'm going to say it anyway. 
people need to grow up. Like folk need to grow up because for you to take the time to tell somebody they're not capable of doing something is a bunch of nonsense, right? It's a bunch of nonsense. Yo, Thomas Edison and this light bulb thing. I am sure there were people that were looking at my man's thinking, yo, what are you doing? This is stupid. And then he gives us light, right? The Ford family, the original ones anyway, when they made the Model T, they made the modern vehicle. I'm sure there were people looking at it thinking, yo, what is going on? This is some nonsense. The Wright brothers, they were trying to take us from walking, running, driving to flying. And there were people that are probably saying, yo, this, this, th- what are you doing? It's not possible to do this. But let's really speak on it now. Michelle Obama. Let's really speak on this now. Michelle Obama from inner, from inner city, South side, Chicago. If you read the book, she talks about she had never seen downtown Chicago for years. And for her to go to the prestigious school she went to, right? People could have been like, no, you're not built for this. We don't do that where we're from. For her to become the first lady of the United States and still probably had people saying, yo, what are you doing now? My man Barack Obama wore a tan suit, a tan suit, and the world lost his mind. We don't do that here. That's not what goes on around these parts. Freaking Carl Born Jr., right? Many of y'all don't know, a year ago, right now, my man was not not even accepted to school yet. A year ago right now, my man did not even know if he was going into PT school. And I'm sure there are probably people probably thinking, well, maybe this ain't it. This is not it for you. Maybe, maybe this is not your calling in life, right? People put all their limitations. Bro, I just saw the craziest thing, right? I've been seeing all these things on Twitter, but I just saw the craziest thing. And I'm bringing it back full circle. I'm not going to ramble too much right now. But this guy I saw on Twitter at the beginning of the summer basically tweeted and said, yo, at the end of this, by the end of the summer, I'm going to be out of this situation. By the end of the summer, I'm moving out of this town and I'm going to go do my thing. Just yesterday, I saw him quote that, right? And he said, yo, I'm moving to LA. I'm going to go do modeling. I got hired. Peep this. While doing this, I guarantee there's multiple people that say, yo, you're not built for this. Yo, this really ain't it. Yo, that's too big of a dream. Oh, Lord. That's too big of a dream, right? You're dreaming past what we would consider a safe dream. Listen, y'all. Do not confuse confidence for arrogance, but at the same time, damn it, do not confuse arrogance for confidence. Do not do that. Amen. If somebody says to you, you can't do something, your automatic response should be, well, watch me do it anyway. Or hell, I'm going to try and see if I can. Because what you couldn't do doesn't mean it's a breath. Somebody told Steve Jobs putting 500 songs in his palm of his hand was impossible. Now we're walking around with supercomputers. Not even in our, but we're walking around with supercomputers in on our wrist as a watch. Don't tell me things are impossible, yo. I, that's one of the things that really gets me annoyed because it's like, there's always going to be haters out there and there's always going to be people telling you that you can't do stuff. These are not the people you focus on, right? People that are sitting there hating on you have nothing better to do. As a matter of fact, you doing your thing is allowing them to do their thing. You succeeding is giving them room to hate. Don't listen to them. Don't focus on them. Align yourself with winners, people that see your vision. Hell, people that may not see your vision, but understand your dreams. 
understand your drives, understand what, you know, moves you, then go get your damn thing. Yeah. Because you're not going to hit financial security. You're not going to hit financial success. You're not going to hit academic success. You're not going to hit relational, personal, mental. You're not going to do that by focusing on what you can't do. Carl, let me tell you something right now. One of the other things I've really started doing, and, and get this, catch this, catch this. One of the things I've had to start doing now, right, when it comes to PT school, when it comes to, like, business, I don't say if anymore. You say when. I say when. I intentionally say when. Have I gotten into PT school yet, Carl? No. But let me tell you something. When I get in, because come August 2020, I'm going to be sitting in class talking about gross anatomy is difficult. <laughs> and I'm going to be laughing at you. You're going to be laughing. But we don't, th- those tiny things right there for me have made a difference because now I'm so filled with confidence that the only person that's going to stop me from winning is who? Me. That's my piece. Damn right. It's just, just might as well end it right there. That's listen, my piece. listen, no, we, we are ending it right there. Guys, so two big takeaways from this episode. First off, be mindful of how you're sacrificing. Mm-hmm. Every day you're making choices, and those choices are affecting your future. So as you navigate this thing called life, and you try to reach your goals and dreams, always be mindful if you're sacrificing hours so that you can have an extraordinary life or if you're sacrificing your dreams to have an ordinary life. And then mental practices. Find something, if, if, if you've never done this before, if you've never considered mental practices, guys, both of us will encourage you like this week, find something to do. You heard Paul talk about him going for a walk, you know, or him just sitting outside with his cup of tea, you know? And for me, it's my meditation that I may do. You know, it, it, it might be my quiet time when I, when I prayer, when, when I have my prayer, you know, and, and I talk to God, um, you know, for you, it might be different. It might be you just taking a, a walk around the block and just being in your head. You know, it might be just getting up early and just sitting down at the table and and writing out things, just writing out your thoughts. I've done that as well. You know, I I, I, I write also. So that's also very therapeutic for me to just sit there and just write and let things out. You know, but affirmations you know, changing your perspective, like Paul said, because that's so critical. And that's something I do as well. The moment I cut out that, that nonsense about if I'm going to do something, if it's going to happen, and I started saying when it's going to happen was the moment everything started changing for me. So just be encouraged this week. Not, you're not moving in hypotheticals anymore. Exactly. Start saying when, now you're forcing yourself to execute or bust. Exactly. And I don't know about y'all, but I love when the pressure's on. I feel like that's the perfect opportunity for me to show what I'm made of. But as always, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. We can't say it enough. Thank you for listening. Share, subscribe, like, continue giving us the feedback that you guys have been giving us. 
Um, I apologize, guys. I've been gone the last couple of episodes, but yeah. you're always in you're always in good hands with 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 Paul. So Yo. shout out to him for holding it down. All we do is record. Shout out to Anthony. Anthony, yes, Anthony. Listen, man. listen, guys. So we we have an intern, Anthony, and. If you have been following us from the very beginning, you know that there were a few episodes that there were some technical difficulties uh, with microphone and just the, the volume. And some of you guys, you know, were saying you love the you love the podcast, but you, you can't hear certain parts. Mm-hmm. And if you've been listening to the last couple of podcast episodes, everything sounds crisp. And that is thanks to our guy Anthony. Yes, sir. So, and Anthony, we we appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for helping make this podcast, you know, what it is. And as it continues to grow, and as we continue to get better, you know, you're you're a part of that. It's not just me and Paul's success; it's it's our success. It's the three of us. You know, so. Shout out to Anthony. Future Dr. Anthony, bro. Future Dr. Anthony. He's also uh, going to be a PT. A PT. Yeah. So you, you just see, you see the people that I'm, I'm surrounding myself with. But all right, guys. As always, first, you must know yourself. Then you can know who you are meant to be. Stay rooted. And we will catch you guys on the next episode. We hope that you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the Rooted Deep Podcast. We're so happy that you decided to join us this week. As we go forward, we just ask that you continue to share your thoughts with us, message us on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you can find us on our social platforms. If you have any questions, also feel free to ask them there as well. As we go into this next week, I hope that you guys are able to just take the lessons that we've shared today, the experiences that we've shared today, and apply them to your own life so that you too can be able to enhance your own personal experience don't forget to be the most vulnerable version of you and just remember that you do matter and you have a story to share as well we'll see you guys next time